リンクスタート先輩先輩
That's pretty insane because people don't realize this yet. A predominant amount of podcasts, if not most all of them that you listen to, are edited. They're not raw. So that means they're taking different things from it. They're putting different segments together. They're cropping in or out things they like or didn't like. It's very hard to find an organic and raw-taking podcast, especially on a flow of somebody who knows what they want to say. So why I think this will be so fun is because when I start live streaming, you guys are going to be able to see me do this. <laughs> You're going to be a part of it. And there's going to be an entire chat side where all of you guys can jump in and start commenting and talking amongst each other during the live recording and being able to comment on everything I say in the moment. Do you know how awesome that is? That's basically a live performance, a real factual show. And I'm ready for it because I'm sure you guys have already known by now, everything I put out there is raw. Everything I was doing on TikTok, everything I've been doing with my podcasting, it's already raw. So it's like I kept thinking, why don't I just keep taking the next step forward and letting you guys be a part of it? Because that's why I love doing this. And I think it's going to be fun to build a whole Twitch community now because now you guys will have something to look forward to. Sure, the podcast will be there for you guys to listen to at any time, but now if you're in the know and and you have the availability to make a live stream, tell me how dope that's going to be to sit down with me. And of course, I'm going to talk with you guys for a little bit before I start the show. But once the show is started, I'm locked the F in. I'm just rifting for the entire hour and you get to be there to see it raw. I think it's going to be amazing. I think it's going to be fun. I'm super excited. And that's a big reason why I got this computer is because the laptop I've been using can't handle that kind of performance outlet. So now I have this thing with such an incredible motherboard, a video card, the RAM. It's insane. Like this thing is so well bit, uh, built. I'm telling you, I could probably go to the moon with this thing if I just put some wings on it. So look forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that's exciting news, but it's also summertime. And the craziest thing about summertime is it's going to get extremely hot. And I mean, it's going to be so hot this year. You guys have to really understand hydration is at an all-time precipice of importance for you. And I don't mean just by drinking water. I mean, y'all need to step your game up and get yourself some spring water and actually get some Celtic or Celtic, however you want to pronounce it, sea salt. You can buy it on Amazon. You could probably buy it at your local farmer's market. Get some Celtic sea salt. It has a lot of minerals, a lot of different things inside of it that's great for you on a cellular level. You get a good pinch of that and you put it in a water bottle or however much water you're drinking, you put a good amount of pinch in there, shake it up, stir it, and drink that water. It's going to keep you not only hydrated, but it's going to let you prevent heat strokes, heat exhaustion. I don't want any of my weebs out there to be hit with a stroke right now, a heat stroke, especially in this most pivotal time of anime creation, which is the summertime. So I know a lot of people out there say, like, stay hydrated, but how many of them really mean it? Like, let's be honest here. Like, how many of these people that you follow that are creators like, oh, I love you. Do you love me? Would you loan me a thousand bucks? Would you let me stay at your house? Would you help me in a time of need? Would you pick up a phone call at 2 a.m.? Would you sit at me at my deathbed? Do you really love me? Because I feel like this term now when we say, oh, I love my fans, it's just fashionable. Like, I really don't think people mean it when they say it, especially from an anime standpoint. And it 
pisses me off. It really does to see this fakeness because since I've been doing content, what has been a long time now, I'm always the guy that tells you I love you. And I really mean that because I'm putting my time and effort into this. You want to know I say that? I haven't once sold a freaking ad on my shows, any of my shows. I've never sold a single fucking thing, even on my TikTok side. And I've had hundreds of these companies reach out to me on the TikTok side asking to be a sponsor for me to promote their thing, this and that. And I'm not doing any of it. Do you know why? I didn't start this to make money. I did this because I loved making content. So I'm making sure to keep it pure with you guys until I get signed to a big company or something. Then it's different, right? I, I, I decide to bring in big companies to work with. You know, like right now, I'm nobody. So why would I sell myself out to nobody at this time? It just didn't seem right. So I'm tired of people saying they love you when they don't. And I'm tired of this fake anime fandom. And the reason why I bring this up and tie this all together in correlation is because I just got back yesterday from Disneyland. Now, I haven't been to Disneyland in a freaking long time. I'm talking about the last two times I went to California Adventure. It was through my work stuff with the radio studios. They like buy it out and give us free tickets. So I go for a few hours at nighttime. That's the only thing I've done, right? And California Adventures is cool, but Disneyland's a different type of breed. It's the place I grew up with. It's the place I went with my family. It's the place where you could have gotten an annual pass for under $200 back when I was growing up. And now it's like $1,600, which is fucking insane. But it's crazy to me to see that Disney and the world of Disney, especially the time we're in right now, blows my mind. And I'm super upset, not only about the financial status, uh, the economy, et cetera, et cetera. We all know about that. It sucks, but it was packed at this place. So obviously people are still doing fine. I'm upset though that I was literally, and I mean quite literally, the only effing person in all of Disneyland wearing an anime shirt. Now, do you understand why this kind of hit me and I was taken back? And for the last four hours of the trip, when it was me, my sister, and my mother at Disneyland, I was so taken back because I was trying actively to look at every single freaking person shirt when I started to realize I haven't seen a single anime shirt. And that's weird to me because I'm sure we all know Disney is a form of animation, okay? It's the, uh, it's the Western style. It's the American style. I get it. I understand it. The thing that pisses me off, though, is that how is there not a single anime fan in Disney? I really was questioning this. And if there was, shame on you. Why is it that I didn't see a single anime shirt? And I wore such a beautiful Inuyasha shirt. It's with the two main characters. She's sitting on his back. It's beautifully designed. A white shirt with black and red detail for the picture. It's, it's captivating. Like This is one of my favorite anime shirts I've ever owned. Not a single person said anything about my shirt. There was only one kid, one kid who was like 12 years old. She was in line with me for this new Star Wars ride. We were like using the fast pass thing. So we're sitting there about to get in and she like, I hear her tug on her friend's shirt right next to me. She's like, look, look, look at his shirt. And I look over and she's like, it's Inuyasha. And I was like, yeah, thank fucking God somebody noticed this shirt. Oh my God. I was like, I'm in Disneyland. How is nobody an anime fan? And I look over and I'm freaking jazzed. Somebody said something and she's like, yeah, it's Inuyasha. I was like, yeah, nice. And she's like, I just started it. I'm so excited. And I was like, you're in for a great surprise the ending it's it's kind of a longer show but the ending is super paid off you'll love it it's really cute and i was like when you're older watch vinland saga <laughs> so i dipped but i was heartbroken how is it that a 12 year old girl out of everybody i saw in disneyland was literally the only person that said something about my shirt that hit deep and that hurt <laughs> it really hurt and then i was thinking about it i didn't see a single anime shirt now shame on you 
if you're a Disney goer and you like anime and you don't rep anime in Disneyland, because trust me, all of these bots that I see walking around in Disneyland, and yes, I'm calling you bots, you guys are all wearing Disney-related stuff. Like, is that how this is? Are you that type of person where you go to a sporting event and you only wear a jersey? You go to a, like, dude, an event and you only wear that. You go to a band concert and you only wear that band shirt. Like, is that how this is? Are you not comfortable with wearing your anime swag at somewhere else? And don't give me this bullshit of saying, like, well, Disneyland's the only place I can really wear all of my Mickey and Minnie and Marvel stuff. That's what it's meant for. I'm meant to dress in my Disney swag at Disneyland. Uh, is that true? Is that what it is? Because I think you're bullshitting me, Cindy. I bet you wear that stuff at work, on weekends, at your freaking kid's soccer game. I am so upset that I didn't see a single anime shirt at Disneyland. And trust me, I was there from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. I was there a long time. I walked around the entire Disneyland and we went to California Adventure and walked through the entire California Adventure. Shame on us. I am utterly appalled and disgraced to know that I was the single source of not only repping anime tattoos, but the only person wearing an anime shirt. And I just really had to think about this too. And is like, are we just as anime fans? Do we not go to Disneyland? Is that what this is? Because trust me, y'all wouldn't catch me at Disneyland unless it was free. And we got in free, thankfully, to a, fa a friend, a family friend. That's the only reason we went, my mother, myself, and my sister, because God knows we ain't paying a thousand bucks for three people. It's retarded. Who would pay that much to go to a, a place where the rides constantly break down? The food is shitty and overpriced. You're going to be waiting at least an hour and a half for good rides. Like, it's insane to me, right? I just couldn't believe there wasn't a single anime fan. Oh, I was like, bro, I'm, I have the anime swag on my arms. I had the shirt on. I was like, hopefully a couple people chop it up with me so I can say what's up, shoot the show their way, give them something good to listen to. Not a single person besides that 12-year-old girl. 12-year-old girl, if you somehow stumble across this podcast in your life and listen to it, hi, thank you. I really appreciate the freaking compliment that nobody else was giving me besides you. And it's not that I'm a freaking narcissist and I need compliments. It's just I'm in a freaking place of animation. I don't get any anime love. Thank you for the love. And I'm so glad you liked Inuyasha. I like that shirt too. Like, I, I hope you guys realize this. I'm on this rant because I could have wore a tank top. It was hot as F. It was Satan balls roasting on my chest the entire time we were outside. And I wore a shirt just to rep anime. I'm upset because I could have let the gun show shine. I could have stole a couple wives, but I just, or at least a girlfriend or two, but I didn't. I am sad. I'm salty. And I think I've realized maybe just anime fans don't go to Disneyland. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe just, you know, I'm the dumb one. Maybe I just didn't understand the environment I was going within, but possibly I don't think anime fans go to Disneyland. Maybe some of those fans are just generic ones that have watched anime, but I'm pretty sure I was in a sea of just Disney heads. Like, I'm pretty sure I was in the middle of a freaking tide of Disney enthusiasts. So, yeah, I just had to get that off my chest. I'm just really shocked and surprised that there is no love for anime at Disneyland. I was a little shocked. I was expecting to run into a few people, but the majority was just Mickey apparel, Mickey stuff, different Disney stuff, and Marvel. That's all I saw. And then just like another thing with like this is a new fashion for women. I keep seeing them wear the, the skirt shorts that are like the golf ones. That's like a new thing now. Or like the biker shorts, which are yoga pants, but they're shorter. Yeah, I'm not into this whole fashion thing, but...
Just had to get that off my chest. <laughs> that's just been me lately. Stay hydrated. Be excited for the Twitch stuff that's coming up. You guys get to be a part of these live podcasts. It's going to be a great time. And the summer season is still a banger, by the way. Zom 100 has still delivered for me. I'm only two episodes in. I'm going to watch the third one tonight before I go to bed, before the TV show tomorrow. But everything is doing extremely well. I'm excited for anime. I love how everything is going, even though it's kind of popularized. It's a lot of fun, so I just want to get that off my chest. Now, today's topic, and shout-outs to a Discord member for this one because I had a few things I wanted to talk about, but we'll put them to the side for right now because Elicitator, uh, he came with something in the Discord, a Patreon member, by the way, so shout-outs to Elicitator. He hit me with something that was amazing, and he's across the pond, he's over in the UK, and he asked this question, and it spawned a riveting idea for today's topic. He says, something that I'd like to hear on a podcast and in general is that if you never had watched anime at all, where do you think you'd be in life, and what sort of person do you think you'd be? I mean, personally, if I didn't have anime, I don't think I would have managed with my anxiety and depression, have not met my girlfriend at the time, or even have had my child. I'm not where I want to be in work yet, but I'm working towards that. But without anime... I wouldn't even be as calm or as caring of a person that I am today. It's my pause button on reality that helps me take a step back to rethink and to move forward. Now that's riveting. And shout outs again to Elicitator for this comment and question and also perspective of yourself. This was something I really had to take a step back and think about because the world it is today and animation as a whole whether it be the Disney style and the Western culture of cartoons and everything else, or the Eastern style, or even if we go somewhere up north or south, wherever it may be, where would the world be without anime? What would a world without anime be? And to be frank with you, I think it would be very scary. And for a multitude of reasons. Things that I don't even begin to realize until we start on this path together. So when I thought about it for myself... And where would I be without animation as a whole? Like, let's take all of anime together. Not even just the Eastern culture. I'm talking about all the stuff I started watching when I was a young child. I'm going to take the things that I watched with Doug, with Hey Arnold, with SpongeBob, with Fairly Odd Parents, with Danny Phantom, even further back before that with Tom and Jerry, the WB shows. I mean, then we can go into the the newer ma- anime stuff for myself, which was kind of, you know, more of a reoccurring thing, but Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Digimon, growing into some of my favorite shows, SAO, going to Vinland Saga, Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champlo. Where would the world be without animation? And to be honest with you, I think we would be a very dark place. I think we would be a very robotic place. And the scariest thing is, I think we would be a very unimaginative place. We would be very dull. We would be very gray. We would be very uninspired and uncreative. We would be so far from what it's truly meant to be as creators as people who think outside the box, as people who try to test reality and always want to see things from a different perspective. Because if you think about it, most things in the world, whether it be through television, entertainment, plays, music, anything that is entertainment, right? If you take everything besides animation and anime, there's a lot of bias in it these days. Music is very jarring. 
a lot of modern day poppy rap, alternative rock, country, whatever it may be, it's very dull. It's very one-sided. And unfortunately, all the mainstream stuff is very bogged down and brain dead. If you go now to television, and let's go to Hollywood, let's go to your favorite movies and all that stuff of all time, or TV shows, I'm pretty sure if we talked about the most recent stuff being put out, majority of people would say it's TV shows that are far supreme to movies. And it's true. It's extraordinary to know how far they have fallen off. The gap is unfathomable between TV shows and movies in today's world. And that's simply because the money is there for writers now. The money is there for streaming sites. The money is there for people who want to use their talents for a consistent paycheck rather than a one-time fee for a movie, a lump sum. They know that their chances for writing stuff through these social platforms or even for independent companies and definitely for these big streaming sites like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, that's a guaranteed big check. And when you're in, you're in. So movies have fallen off. Movies are not that good at all now. Some of my favorite movies of all time, if not close to all of them, are 90s and 2000s and early 80s movies. It's not the same. Same with television. Television is okay, but it's extremely biased. A lot of it is political now because of the world with cancel culture. A lot of stuff is being watered down. It's being transformed. It's being remade and reshaped. And it's changing the formatics of how we live. And even going back to Disney, and trust me when I say this, Disney is not pure. There's a lot of stuff you can look up from Disney's old movies where they hide a lot of innuendos to like subtly make kids think about things they shouldn't have. And it's kind of scary, but at the same time, if you go back and watch it, it makes sense why we're very (laughs) physical creatures as human beings, but it's interesting, right? So Disney as a whole, too, has moved over from doing pure animation stuff, whether it be from Pixar, whether it be from having fun with their independent films or doing things that are more encompassed with thought of creation. So like if you ask me my favorite Disney movies of all time, none of them are modern. None of them are past 2000s, as crazy as that sounds. And so a lot of things have been changing and falling off. And we're starting to see more of the world now with less good quality of entertainment and seeing how people's stress levels are higher. People's anxieties are different. Depression's off the chain. People aren't able to express themselves as much, even in a time where we're supposed to be promoting that and letting people be more open, right? A lot of this is a byproduct of seeing how the world is changing from a global standpoint of political correctness, etc., etc. Now, what if we times that by infinity and we remove anime from everything? The world would be a very dark place. I know from myself and speaking from experience, everything I have watched over my entire life, whether it be from the beginning of my start of anime with Pokemon, Digimon, and Yu-Gi-Oh! Or going into the new stuff, which is, oh man, we could sit here and talk about them all day. The fact is, they have helped me develop into a better person. And the reason why I say that is, most of these characters that we have fallen in love with are some of the most well-written characters of all time. Some of the stories that we have fallen in love with are some of the greatest stories ever written and told. Some of the characters are some of the most in-depth characters with so much plot and development. Some of these characters are trinities and just statues of limitations for the rest of our lives. And that's unfathomable to me to think about the effects anime has had on so many people. And that's why I've said before, anime as a whole is becoming popular 
And as a person who knows its value, I'm extremely excited and scared for it. I'm excited because I know of the good things that will come from it. I'm scared because I know when there's more money, more hands get involved. So when you think about it, in the world itself and in life, it teaches us so many things just from an animation standpoint. And just anime. I won't even touch about the beauty of everything else of taking us to the world like Sword in the Stone, Under the Sea with Little Mermaid, to the Safari with Lion King, up into space with the toaster, whatever it was, to different make-believe worlds under the sea like Atlantis of the worlds from our past, or into space with Treasure Planet, There's or Hercules with the Roman gods. Anime has done that, but a different extent, because some of the greatest characters I have ever witnessed in my life are from anime. Kirito is somebody I've connected to on so many levels because of his persona of ability, because of his persona of knowing self and never feeling like he was a part of the world he was thrown into. I feel the exact same way. I was thrown into a time with people who are bots to me, and I mean this in the most loving way. When I went to Disneyland, I left my phone in the locker we bought. My phone was in the locker for over 11 hours. And guess what? It wasn't long enough. I wish I didn't have the phone for longer. Even now, I never carry my phone with me to places I don't need it. I leave it in the car most of the time or at home. I don't need to be connected to this thing that determines my life all the time. It's honestly scary to see how many of us are stuck within these phones. I'm surprised more of us don't have humps on our necks now from staring down so much. When I go to these different places, just like Disneyland, everybody is stuck sucking their soul into these phones. And it scares me. When I go and have interactions with people, whether it be a young lady or a woman, they instantly think I want something rather than me just saying hi. When I go up and try to talk to dudes or whatever, they always kind of feel like they're cooler. There's no, it's like, we're just such in a weird time. And I'm not speaking for majority. I'm just speaking about interest, like, I guess you could say specific involvement, right? Even friendships, family members, everything just seems to be getting watered down. And it's sad. It feels like we're just adding too much to our cup of flavor to now where it's just turning bland. And that's why anime is so important. That's why I think if we had a world without anime, we wouldn't have any of this. Y'all would have never met me. I would have never been doing entertainment. I would have never started podcasting. I would have never chased something of this astronomical belief system that's extraordinary to me because my limitation is now ever growing. I don't even know. I feel like I'm limitless. I never know what's next because of the involvement of what anime has told me and shown me throughout a plethora of stories. I've gone where I've watched so many animes within two years to where I'll go half a year not even watching a single episode. I've evolved to where now I challenge my own beliefs and my ability as a content creator to constantly make different things involving anime, but referring it to a life aspect and giving you life lessons, giving you character development through myself, growing the story and narrative of my beliefs through the uh, expression of my voice and through things that I see and reacting to the environment and evolving through circumstances that shape me, break me, or mold me, or push me forward or steps back. That's the whole aspect of anime is that I live my life as that. I try to see the best in everything because I was shown that. I never take anything for granted because I know better. I always use things forward within my life because of what was given to me. And I'm so thankful that all of these lessons have come from anime. 
And nothing else would have shown me that. I can't tell you a lot of movies that have changed my views of myself. And trust me, some of my all-time favorite movies are because they take me into a different world, right? That's why people love Star Wars so much. That's why I love Lord of the Rings. That's why I love The Matrix. It tests my beliefs on what the system is. That's why I love movies on a more romantical settings because I don't believe it's easy to obtain that type of love anymore. It's not as pure. It isn't the same where you can fall in love with Susie down the street, take her out to a ball, go get some milkshakes, cruise, have some fun, and fall in love, and maybe have a family and kids. It's not the same anymore. The standard of what is, I guess you could say, value has changed. Women are taught that their shit don't stink, and just having <laughs> the ability to have sex with people is enough value. And like they're taught that you have so much power, you deserve the world and more. And it's like, well, what? Why? What do you offer? It's the same thing where men have to have a six-figure income, over six foot, have to be in shape, morals and values, well-driven, uh, has the ability to take care of people, all this stuff, like a whole list of requirements. And then you see these funny memes where the guy's just like sees a hot girl uh, that's the register at McDonald's and falls in love. <laughs> you know, men are simple. Men just want respect. It's really that easy, right? And I, I feel like it should be that way for both parties, but it's just, it's just the way the world is now, and it sucks. So that's why I love these shows. That's why I know if I didn't have anime and I didn't have the outlet, uh, the outlet that anime has given me, I would be a lot more jaded when it comes to the way I view love nowadays because I hear these horror stories from my friends. I hear these horror stories online, and I know they're not the populace. I know they're not the majority. But the factuality is I've had my experiences too, and it's crazy to say that majority of women I've talked to I've only had one real girlfriend in my life, and that was when I was a kid, when I was in high school. Out of high school, I have yet to date anybody seriously. And that's been over 10, I don't know, something years now, over a decade. Do you know why? It's quite simple. The world has changed. I've gotten older now. And so as you get older, in word quotes, but I still feel forever young, your perception of things of value changes. So just because you're attractive is not enough for me. Just because you're somebody who has a great body, okay, cool, I work out too, my physique's pretty good, it doesn't mean I'm worth something because I have a physique, I feel like being in shape should be a bare minimum for anybody. Like, just because you have a good job does not make you valuable, okay? It just means you can provide a little bit better. It doesn't mean somebody's better than somebody else because you're famous. Dude, trust me, if I, let's just rephrase that. When I blow up and I have a huge fandom, I'm not gonna change. I'm still going to be the same guy, I'm still going to talk to the same people, and I'm still going to enjoy the same things. You want to know why? It's because it's who I am. I've grown. <laughs> I've been able to adapt myself to be a humble person, but to be strong and confident, but to have empathy for the people that need it the most and strength for those who lack it. That's what anime has taught me, to never cave under pressure. It's taught me, through so many multitude of stories and ways I've seen, that revenge isn't the way. An eye for an eye never solves a problem. It leaves the world blind. Why do you think I love Vinland Saga so much? Why do you think I love Thorfinn? You ever thought about the fact of why I said I like SAO so much? It's because the character of Kirito and the world that they were thrown into, a Vinecrad. I know the story has holes. That's fine. I wasn't looking for perfection. I was looking for something that was relatable. Why do you think I love Violet Evergarden so much? And I say that Violet Evergarden herself is one of the greatest written characters of all time. It's not even comparable to most. The character progression she has 
within a one season span is probably unmatched in a multitude of reasons because longer shows take their time. Longer shows will strain stories out and longer shows will just kind of, they'll kind of just constantly reconfirm some kind of issue or just add it and adapt to it or mold it. When in factuality, you don't need that much. Violet was a meat sack that was used for war, born from just violence, anger, aggression, left astray, found helpless, unwillingly, and used. And somehow she found somebody who ended up caring about her because she was just alive. And it changed her whole life because of the love somebody showed her. She changed her life. And can you imagine the factor of the butterfly effect that the major had by just helping Violet Evergarden? Just from him showing her love and starting to guide her and to help her see that there's more to life than just killing and to find a reason to live in that whole first episode, do you know when you go back and watch it, and it's episodic, when you watch every single life that Violet is introduced to and every single person that she helps by just being her, how many people she saves, how many people she helps to let them let go, how many people she helps to move on, it's breathtaking. And it honestly, it makes me so emotional in the best of ways possible because it shows you that just by being who you are, you can change the world. You don't need to be Akon and have millions of dollars and go to Africa and start electrical plants or ecosystems or helping these people live in better environments and housing or food cycles, whatever it is. You don't need to be on that level to change the world, okay? That's, in my perspective, a base level. You have to remember, without garbage disposal men and the guys who come pick up your trash once a week, we would all die. We would have so much shit stacked up and just decaying, rotting, bacteria, maggots, flies. Do you know how crazy of a world it would be if we didn't have some kind of system in place like that? And trust me, I'm sure we could start to get by and whatnot, but it would be tough. There's a reason why this system works. It's because everybody is supposed to help one another. But unfortunately, we have a small group of families who runs the fucking world now, and it's disgusting, but that's, that's for shallow oceans, not for here. The fact is, everybody plays a part. And just because you might not be on television, or you might not be somebody who gets the time of day, or you might not be somebody who has hundreds of thousands of friends, you might just be somebody who works a simple job that has a job that is not even in customer service. You only see about five, six people. It's a small company you work for. But the people you touch, the people you bond with, the people that you form a relationship with and that you grow close to, they end up becoming better people because you're simply being you. The family you raise one day, the friends and family that you are received by, the family that you were born into, you simply being a better person changes the entire world. It's called pushing it forward. All you have to do is just give people the opportunity to give to somebody else. And if the whole world does that, nobody needs anything anymore. There wouldn't be food thrown away because we would give it to those who need it. There wouldn't be people cold at night and without homes because there's more land than we'll ever be able to touch. 
the whole world populace fits in Texas or whatever it was. That's how little of land we're really using out there. We don't understand, but I've realized that anime as a whole has taught me so effing much. It's taught me to just be who I am and to not give a crap if somebody likes it or not. Because guess what? I'm not going to be liked by everybody. I'm not trying to get religious, but Jesus Christ had haters, and that dude was supposed to be perfect, right? He literally was supposed to be so perfect, people made a religion out of him. And the homie was like, bro, I didn't, I, I'm not here to start a religion. I'm just, I'm just here to tell you that like, through me is the way. You can be like me. I'm showing you how to be this way. It's called Christhood. Just don't sin. Be a good person. Control your emotions. Love your neighbor. Don't kill people. Seems pretty simple. <laughs> you know, like, guy just literally came here and he was like, yo, listen, I'm just trying to show you the way. I, I'm not trying to do any. Oh, disciple, let's write the book Christianity. <laughs> I don't think that's how it went, but you know, everybody's got to type. <laughs> not hating on religious people. I'm just saying it's the key to the car. Just keep growing, keep going. But I think it's crazy. So, where would the world be without anime, right? We would be in a dark place. I think we would be in total chaos. We would be very unimaginative. We would be very basic. We would be very uninspired. And also, we would be unwillingly ignorant to the fact of what true entertainment could be. And that's the thing that's about it too, right? A lot of people that I've talked to that do watch anime and then don't watch anime, there's different breeds of people. Now, hear me out on this one. I work in a sports place, right? So I'm at a national sports station. I'm going to be on TV the next few days working one of the national shows uh, with Colin Cowherd. It's called The Herd. And every single sports person I talk to, almost all of them have no idea what anime is. No idea. They just call it cartoons, right? They've never seen it, never watched it. Most of these people are just very bland. They're just very simple. They just like sports. They like some good food. And that's it. They're just very simplistic people, right? They just do their thing. That's about it. Conversations, they're very ground level. I mean, revolves around topical news things, this and that. It's whatever, right? I'm not saying all, just majority. Remember, I never speak in whole. I speak off experience. So now anime fans. A majority of anime fans I talk to or that I know personally, a lot of them are very open to discussions outside of the norm. And I mean, I can get deep with some anime fans, especially cartoon fans, some Disney fans at some extent. It's, you know, when politics gets involved, everybody shuts down for some reason. Politics and religion, I've got to chill. Like, it's, it's just, it's a belief system, okay? Calm yourself. And that's what's crazy is the anime fans I talk to, a lot of them are very open-minded. A lot of them are very eager to see what else is out there because they are so incorporated into new worlds all the time. And I personally believe in entertainment and a lot of these different attributes, a lot of life lessons and reflections of the world we live within are hidden in plain sight. How to better yourself, how to better the world, how to make a better life. That's why I think so many people are in, uh, they're like basically encompassed and intoxicated with these isekais because they hate their lives. A lot of people don't like where their life is right now because people don't want to admit to themselves, I'm the controller of my life. Doesn't matter what you're born into, the shit society, shit environment, poor, uh, rich, whatever it is, you can change your life. If you work hard enough and you believe you can do it and you really kick your ass in gear and do it every single day, you can learn a new skill, you can do something new, you can pick up something new, you can go to a new place, you can move to a new place. It's not that tough. People just want to make excuses and say, oh, you don't understand, dude. I got responsibilities. I got a wife and kids. Uh, who made you do that? Did somebody make you get a wife? Did somebody make you put your dick in your wife and 
put your seed in her and to have children. No, there's choices. We all make choices. You chose to have more responsibilities. That's on you. The world convinced you. That's your job. You need to have a wife and kids and grow them up and have a couple for yourself, have some grandkids and go on the ground and die. That's what you got to pay your taxes and love God. You were convinced. Don't be upset. You fell for the trap. There's a system in place to trap you. Don't get trapped. If you're able to keep your freedom to be single, to do all these things, capitalize on it because it keeps you young at heart and gives you the availability to test your limits. It's the same thing that anime does for the world. It helps people. I know for myself, and I really mean this when I say this, if there was no such thing as anime, I would be married with kids right now. I absolutely know I would be. I would have never dove into entertainment like this. I would have never chased my dreams. I would have never started an anime podcast out of all things. I would have never gotten deep into anime and met all the great people I have and never have indulged into content creation. I would have been a simple guy. And trust me when I say this, I would have been content. I would have been fine. But I wouldn't have been as passionate as I am now. The younger Alex was a different guy. The younger Alex was unsure of himself. He was unconfident. He didn't know his purpose in the world or the direction he wanted to go with it. But guess what? This new Alex, the new improved model Tesla X that drives itself, <laughs> it's incredible to see where I have come and where I'm going, and especially what I will become and where's next to go. All of it is thanks to anime. We all have to know as anime fans, and the reason why you're sitting here listening to me is that you know there is more to all of this. You know damn well you can go listen to any of these other podcasts that are talking about anime, but you choose to come back to this one. There's a reason for that. I know I do something different because I'm doing it my way. I'm not doing it in correlation to anyone else. I don't listen to any other podcasts because I don't need to be inspired by anybody but myself. Nobody is me. Nobody is you. That's why anime teaches you to embrace yourself to chase your dreams, to break out of bad situations, and to further your calling as a person, to find the reason as to why you exist and to what is to come. That is why we have to give thanks to anime. And this is my way of saying thank you to anime and to those who enjoy it by talking about it. That's why the world is in such a cool place and why I think a lot of us have been so inspired to do more. Why so many anime fans, and I'll give us credit, trust me, I've seen these anime events. A lot of those fans that are there now, they're not true anime fans, trust me. It's just new fans. New fans are different. They come and go, it's how it goes. It's fine, I don't mind it. True anime fans, and those who have been here for a long time and really enjoy anime, they know, and I don't need to explain it. It's fine, it's how it needs to be. It's like if you've been to the beach and lived by it. I don't need to tell you about the beach. It's the people that have never seen it that I have to explain it to. It's the same concept, and that's why it's so cool. So if you think about this too, and there's a lot of fun questions that come out of this example of a world without anime, what market would be the leader then? Like what would be driving the narrative of entertainment today? And I really thought about it. I think it would be talk shows. I think it would be the whole attribute of somebody as an quote-unquote entertainer who just gives you jokes, makes you laugh, brings on some celebrities, does some little shticks, and then heads on out. I think that in comedy would be the number one thing. Because comedy already is like the leader of the world to me. Anything I look within any type of entertainment platform, 
everybody loves to laugh. Like, I really mean this when I say this. If you look at any big accounts, they're based off of comedy because every single person wants to laugh. There is not a single person who doesn't want to laugh. You're full of shit. It makes you feel better. It's good. It feels good. You're happy. It gets you excited. You forget about your problems for a little bit. Everybody loves to laugh. I think that would be the market holder. Because if you think about it, our news whole thing and how we get our news and consume news, it's forever changing. Like, it used to just be newspaper, these big... Uh, companies like Fox, CNN, whatever, MS, uh, MSNBC, whatever it is, but it's changing now. News is ever flowing. News is ever growing. News is ever accessible now. There's a lot of independent sites and writers. There's a lot of people that use social media and create a content creators and they make off of news. They bring you news and react to it. So that's ever changing, right? To me, if we didn't have anime or animation in total, the world would be very bland. Like I'm saying, it would not be a fun place. It would be maybe a little bit more innovative. Like trust me when I say this, there's a reason why there's only one Dr. Stone because I don't think anime fans like to think too hard about like intelligent stuff and I'm not trying to take a diss at all of us, but I'm being real here. Like Dr. Stone trips me out whenever I watch it. That young man is rebuilding the entirety of society by just being alive by himself. It's insane. So when you think about it, the world before, like entertainment as a whole or whatever it is, like we go back to the 1920s, 30s, 40s, without racism and all that dumb shit, that's low-level energy. Do you think people would have evolved more or less if they were introduced to anime at an earlier time like that? Like, right? I've really thought about it. Because for myself, I know I would be a lot more dry I wouldn't be as innovative, I wouldn't be as creative, and I wouldn't be always trying to test my ability of what I can do if it wasn't for anime. That's what's so cool to me. So I know for a fact the world would be a lot less creative. I know the world would be a lot l more plugged in to a lot of the bullshit, and a lot of us might be more asleep because of it too. I, like I was saying about comedy and being attached to these late night talk show hosts and stuff like that. So. It's kind of crazy. And to me, if I had to pick a leader, I think it would be those two. Those would be probably the leader of all of it. Now, it could also be like the live action stuff. So like where you just sit back, turn your brain off and watch like a lot of the John Wick stuff or Mission Impossibles or anything like that. The Transporter with Jason Strayham or whatever his name is. It could be that too. It could be a lot of live action stuff because people could get very involved to that quickly and probably just shut their brain off and just watch Fast and Furious or, you know, any of those things now because for some reason they seem to be the leader in all these markets. But that's something I could think of too. Now, you guys will never believe this, but I literally had to stand up real quick and go get a towel because I'm sweating so much in my room recording this. I'm literally soaked. My shorts are dripping water right now. That's just how I hope you know how much I get into this and how fun it's going to be when I start live streaming this. You're going to see the sweat drip off of me and you're going to have a lot of fun talking crap about it, but I don't care. It literally looks like I just jumped out of a pool, but... That's another fun thing, too, is if you think about it and how the world of anime has progressively grown just within our lifetime. Like, really think about that, too. Anime has went within the 30 years of being something that was more of a cult following, something that was very hard to really get into outside of the Eastern culture, something that was very hard to even come close to finding, whether it be a VHS bootleg copy of something or somebody that you knew within the inn that was able to get it shipped over or somehow stumbling across somebody somewhere or someplace that sold all this stuff. Like, it's insane to me because I have met people throughout my anime career now, especially with internet entertainment of going to these events and stuff. I've talked to a lot of people who their parents 
were into anime, and they started little anime shops, like little, co- like just you know, side shops within a mall or whatever it is. And they tried to sell anime stuff, whether it be figures, mangas, or video stuff, whatever it could be at that time. And they wouldn't sell enough to pay rent. That's how tough it was in the '90s. It's insane to me to know that there was nobody really involved within it. And it's crazy when you think about it because Pokemon, for example, was nowhere near as massive as it is now. Even within the first few games and the Pokemon cards that came out, it was nowhere as massive as it is today, and it blew the F up. It's the same thing with anime. Anime was a niche thing. Anime was something that it was in the know, and if you were somebody who enjoyed it, it wasn't really talked about, and it wasn't really mainstream at any level, because trust me, you couldn't watch it anywhere. I mean, it was shout out to Toonami that eventually came out and showed a lot of these things, and I know there's some leaders that were kind of western styles of anime so like you had boondocks or you even had like samurai uh, jack or all these different types of like cartoons kind of animation style different ones too like boondocks that are trying to kind of give you that vibe and take the inspiration from it and brought it over here but it wasn't there and that's what's crazy to me is that the majority of fandom i see today and the cosplaying ability and these people who are really getting engaged with anime as a whole and finding different things within it it's really cool now because to me i really like the world of anime and the world we are within anime because now i can really see who people really are and i can see the fandom of what people really like so we all know this by now there's a reason why i make fun of demon slayer and there's no ill will i've said it once i'll say it again love anime your way and enjoy any type of anime you can because the best part about it is is that it's all part of creativity and inspiration unless it's a stupid vending machine get out of my face and just enjoy anime your way so when i do the whole like kimitsu no yaiba yeah it's just for fun it's just for fun i like to get people enraged but with the fun attribute because there's no malice behind me There's no evil intent. I simply do these things for fun, for engagement. It's like joking with your friends and family. Sarcasm. It's a second language to me. I think people who can think on the fly and react to things quickly and give you sarcastic quips and jabs are some of the most talented individuals I've ever talked to in my life. That is a talent. That is creativity. And that's what's really funny is a lot of those people are anime fans. So there must be sign of kind of connection to intelligence with animation. Because trust me when I say this... Getting thrown into a different world, different art styles, different languages, and being able to enjoy it and further your own abilities because of it is not a small brain thing. And I mean this when I say this. I'll just go out there and say it simply. Anime fans are smarter. (laughs) I'm being honest with you. It seems like a lot of people who really enjoy anime are some people who really like to test creativity. Culture, excitement, some of the most artistic people I have met, whether it be in music, whether it be in some kind of art form, whether it be as a host, intelligent factors of creativity, or maybe even mathematicians, they're anime fans. I'm not making this up, and a lot of them are old school anime fans. Now, don't get me wrong. Of course, we have the pompous ones, the ones you put there, you know, I gotta push my pencil box back in there. I'm a gatekeeper. I don't like people who watch Gundam. I get it. I know that they're upset. But the fact of the matter is, a world without anime is a world I would not want to live in. A world without anime would be a place that separates me from self. 
And don't get me wrong, as we move forward with life and we have more fun things to talk about or we engage in different attributes of what it could be of creativity, anime is forever growing and changing, especially now, which is why my arms are wide open. I'm literally Creed standing here with arms wide open, hoping that live adaptations start to take off because that's another market for the animation style to bracket over to, to engage in more content. I don't care what you think about the One Piece uh, live adaptation. That cast are some of the most authentic people I've seen. Like the connection they have with one another, their banter, their fandom for just the, the art form and the piece that they're acting within. It seems authentic to me. Like it really seems like these cats get it. And this could be a very big success for live adaptations. That's just the plus. And what's cool about it is it's people who love anime. I mean, you can't tell me that it doesn't make you a better person. It doesn't give you an outlet for expression, for depression, for anxiety. Just like uh, Elicitator, who set this whole conversation up for me tonight, said, perfectly, if it wasn't for anime, he doesn't know if he'd be able to have managed his anxieties and depression because it gives people a world to escape into out of this shit society. Why do you think people love Disney so much? Why do you think I see grown-ass people at Disneyland by themselves or bringing their children because they get to experience it again and reconnect with their youth? Because regardless of what any of us want to say, this life is trying to realistically rape you of your innocence. It wants to take it from you and take it without you even having consent. That is what this world wants to do. And that's why I stand proud and defend anime to my dying day. It's why I will eventually have an entire anime sleeve of art pieces of some of the best characters I have ever been introduced to. It's part of why I endeavor into my craft so religiously and why I do so much with trying to grow my attributes of creativity, and why I extremely try to better myself from a multitude of reasons of being more relatable, of being more articulate, of being more encompassing and engaging. Because trust me when I say this, if anybody else went through the type of environment I did for my previous anime podcast experience, especially working with a co-host and having that being such a detriment to your creativity, and them being so over the top of an abundant amount of use and abuse and just trying to make you do all these things and playing themselves as the victim. and all. It's like, what for what purpose? It will deter and it would honestly scare a lot of people away or leave a bad taste in their mouth and not make them want to do more of it. But you know what I saw it as? A chapter. A thing that I got to experience and appreciate because it gave me a better understanding of the topics I talk about because I got to watch a lot of shows because of it. And I got to practice podcasting for a lot of days and a lot of shows and practice my editing abilities, my creativity. All of it is canon. Everything in your life is canon. There's a reason why some people say that there's just side detours or side stories or filler episodes. Trust me. This show we're living, which is our lives, is the most canon thing you will ever experience. There is no filler episodes. There is no downtime. It's all part of the plan. That's why anime is so incredible to me. And I will stand by this. It is the number one form of creativity. It is the number one form of engaging people to relatability and to also help them rekindle their creativity. 
It really is. To recreate your authentic innocence and being somebody who just loves to live. I'm somebody like that. I'm somebody who is so simplistic, I don't need much in the world. Just buying this new computer was already a lot for me. Like, trust me when I say this, I did not need this thing. But I took the chance because I need to do more. And that's why anime told me, do more. Be better. (laughs) And that's why I will. Because it helped me and inspired me to see that. So, a couple things that kind of came to... that kind of. So a couple things that kind of come to mind here before we say goodnight for the day and goodbye, good morrow, good evening, whatever it may be. I'm somebody who really realized that the importance of anime is something that is unexplainable in the attributes of your own personal connection with it. And I really mean this as a challenge and as kind of like a PSA for you as well. I challenge you to go out of your comfort zone to watch shows that maybe nobody has even told you about, whether it be some classic shows, whether it be a genre that you don't think you're a fan of, or maybe watching something that you already know you're not going to like, because that's going to give you experience. That's going to give you an opportunity to watch something new. And that's also going to give you the applicable ability to be more of a, you could say, savant, and to have more intelligence and experience within something that you might have not have done otherwise. But the biggest thing that it's going to show you is who you are. How do you react to these things? How do you react to these environments? How do you react to shows that you already know are not that good? Are you somebody that's humble? Are you somebody that can watch it from an analytical standpoint? Are you somebody that'll be able to sit there and digest the content from a multitude of ways and also a plethora of understanding of what it is trying to show you? Because trust me, I've watched shows that I know are not that great in the grand scheme of things. So like Fire Force, it's a waste of time. (laughs) Just kidding. but No, Fire Force, it's not my cup of tea. It's like a lot of the modern day shonens where... The kid, family loss, a lot of hurt, trying to find answers, chasing some kind of simple bad guy, and a story ensues, right? Trust me, I understand the concept when people talk about slice of life, or the the romance ones that I like. Oh, it's two people, they're simps, they fall for each other, it's just a new love story, different setting in a high school, same thing. I mean, I get it, I understand it. But the reason why it's relatable or enjoyable is because it's hard to find that. So the same thing why I know a lot of people like shonens. It's not easy to become super strong or to do these fighting things. That's why people like that stuff or Fast and Furious or whatever it may be. It's because you can't do it. So you're kind of incorporated into an environment where you get to kind of vicariously live through it. So I get it. It's the reason why I like these romance things. It's hard to find that in today's world. That's why I love these shows is that they're going to teach you things and they're going to show you different things about yourself. So when you watch these shows, especially these ones that aren't good, so shout outs to Space Cowboy like Drifting Dragons or the Grimoires of Zero. When you watch these shows, you're going to see really quickly who you are, because trust me when I say this, anybody can act on their best behavior. Anybody that's set in the perfect environment can be their best self. The perfect amount of sleep, the perfect amount of food and water and hydration, the perfect environment, the perfect room temperature, all this stuff. You're able to be your best self, right? Your perfect makeup for the ladies, whatever it may be. No bloated, my abs are popping, my booty is licious, whatever, right? It's easy to be your best 
at your best. But who are you at your worst? That's a very defining quality and a very big pivotal character development arc for yourself to see. For myself, that is why I love bad shows. And it sounds crazy to say, I absolutely love bad anime. Because during those shows, I now not only get to have a better understanding and appreciation for the good shows, but I also get to see what else is out there, right? So think of it as somebody who's in a relationship for a long time. You start to have wandering eyes because you get very desensitized to what you're in because you see it all the time. Why do you think the most neglected people in your life is your family members? Because guess what? They've been there your whole life and you're going to keep neglecting them until they're not a part of this reality or departed, whatever it is. And then you start having regret. You start having doubt. You start hating yourself. You start remorsing. You start having regret. Oh my God, I wish I'd love. Well, just love them now. That way you don't have to be sad. Like, you know, don't wait for Valentine's Day. So, okay. PSA, spoiler alert. You don't need to wait for Mother's Day to show your mom you love her. Don't need to wait to Father's Day to show your pops you love them. You don't gotta wait for valentine's day to show your wife you love her or your girlfriend your boyfriend whatever it is do it now do it now ah, ah, do it now what are you doing <laughs> like just do it now it's the same thing that's why anime teaches me to be more embraceive of the moment because the moment is all i have like if you want me to rifle off all of these life lessons i've learned from anime i don't think we have enough time in the podcast but i'll have a few with you okay be the best i can at the lowest of points of my life is something that I was really introduced to. I know I've talked my crap about it, but it's, you know, it's all personal preference. My Hero Academia, okay? Deku was literally a powerless kid in a world of superheroes, and his biggest enjoyment was superpowers because he didn't have them. And he loved him. He loved All Might. He was his superpower, quote unquote, was learning everybody's powers, abilities, their likes, their dislikes, their quirks. He was a super freak about all of that, right? And all he wanted was to just be a hero. All he wanted was to just be like All Might. How crazy is that? That the person who had nothing was able to still be one of the best people because of it. And he still acted. He still went into situations. He still tried to save Bakugo. In a situation, he would have died. But he acted, because that's what heroes do. Look at any other show, Asta. Asta is literally a meathead. The guy would not shut the F up. The guy was yelling so much in three episodes. I heard his screaming in my nightmares. I heard his screaming while I was taking a poop out of nowhere. I'm literally sitting there, ah! I was like, oh my God, it's Asta. Asta pushed me away so quickly that I had to stop and really digest him as a character and see who he was. And he is one of those characters who hits you at home because of his beliefs, what he wants to accomplish, and the people he is fighting for. The guy was from an orphanage, no family, literally these freaking soy boys is what I call them because it feels like I'm around so many dudes who just complain and bitch about nothing and they have great jobs, cars, families, life, family, kids, whatever. Like they're literally set. And then you'll go find somebody who is broke off the street homeless and they're smiling and opening doors for people. It makes no sense. It's all a mindset. Asta had every reason to be mad at the world, hate the world, be mad at himself, the people that set him there. But guess what he did? He wanted to become everything 
That's why he trained so hard. That's why he never gave up. That's why he pushed for the stars and in bipartisan inspired the other person who was close to him who ended up having everything, who was super powerful, naturally gifted, had the good looks. And guess what? It made them both better. It fueled them. They found the thing they needed in the one who was closest to them. Dog, I just told you all about Violet. I don't need to go down that train. I told you about Kirito. I don't need to go down that train. Y'all know who really deserves love, though? And in a world with anime, just how I know a world without anime would just be unfreaking fathomable or salvageable. Zero Two from Darling in the Franks. People need to back the F up on the hate for Zero Two. Y'all really missed the purpose and the marker of her character and her development of who she was. People literally try to shit on her and say she has no value, she was bland, the show was bleh, and she is one of the most overhyped characters. Okay, let's understand something. Uh, Have you heard of a guy named Kobe Bryant, a basketball player? LeBron James, basketball player? Uh, Tom Brady, a football player? You want me to keep, Serena Williams, a tennis player? You want me to keep going with these athletes? How about rock stars? Freddie Mercury, heard of him? Michael Jackson, Prince. I mean, today's era, uh, The Weeknd, Taylor Swift. Okay, do you know why these are iconic names? Because they accomplish something that no mere mortal, no simpleton would have ever been able to accomplish on their own. Zero Two was created in a lab. A clone copy of the first ever Kalaxosaurus, the princess that was left over in this world, right? She was a carbon copy made in a lab, used, abused, tested on, left to be a rampant animal, never taught how to speak, nothing, left there as a lab rat, created with one purpose, to be the replacement for number one. And guess what? She runs into Hero one fateful day. And she finally has somebody show her, what's that most important thing? What's that thing that Violet Evergarden never had to before the major? Somebody who just shows a little bit of love. A little bit of humanality. Human. Empathy. Just being an authentic, simple, good person. And guess how much that changed her life. Guess how far it it drove her to change everything about herself. And even when she kind of got lost in the sauce grown up because of all the people she was thrown into to pilot with and how, how nobody could handle her rage and her basically her zest, except for Hero and the connection they made that one day with a little bit of blood oath, you know, whatever. To, but do you understand how crazy it was to see that when she finally found somebody that could take her, put up with her in the sense of like keeping up with her, she tried to change everything about herself for the better. She started being sweeter. She started being nicer. She hated who she was because she hated the fact she was not a human. The thing she always wanted to be because she saw all the humans around her being able to live a life. And she was casted out just for being what she was. And guess what? As she's chasing and hating herself for her teeth, her horns, all of this, what is the one reason Hero likes her the most? Because she's different. Do you know how much as a kid I hated this little indent I was born with in my chest? There's a medical term for it where your chest is not flat. It goes in a little bit, like under my breast cage, right? And I 
was petrified of taking my shirt off. I was petrified of being different. I was petrified of being called out for it. I was so scared of showing people I was different, right? So I started to hunch. I started to kind of like lean over myself more and not stand straight because it would emphasize it, right? I hated it so much, yet I love it now so much. It makes me who I am. It shows the area that I had to fill with muscle, with heart, with courage and strength. Now, when I work out and I stand up strong and I stand up tall, it makes my chest look even buffer now. (laughs) It's crazy. And then from the side, you can kind of see the indent. Or if I lay on my stomach, I can literally eat a bowl of cereal out. (laughs) But I hated it. But guess what? It made me who I am. Why do I want to be like everybody else? Nobody likes themselves deep down inside. Do you know why? Because the world tricks you and tells you you need to be beautiful. You got to be like Megan Fox. You got to be a Vox. You got to be symmetrical. You got to be like these uh, unobtainably skinny. um, What are they called? Like they're, um, I don't think of the model name right now. I'm sure it'll come back to me. But pink, what's the pink? I don't remember. Victoria's Secret, these models. It's not true. It's not obtainable. It's not realistic. You are you. If you do the best for yourself, you eat right, you exercise, you live good, you're positive, you chase your dreams, you better yourself with a better work environment, better happiness, good people, you do the things you love, you're going to shine and you're going to radiate because trust me, the beauty part from this world, it's so skin deep and anime has taught me it means nothing. Anime has shown me there's so much more value on the inside of who the person is and that's the thing that you should chase the most because it is the most beautiful thing. So that's why I won't go on too much longer here because I also have to go to bed for this TV show in the morning. (laughs) Anime is needed. Without anime, a world without anime would be a world I don't want to live in because I don't want to know what it would be like. And I know where they say ignorance is bliss. So if we never had it, I wouldn't know what it is to be without it. So like when we think of people in our past, we're like, how did they live without cars? How did they live without cell phones? How did they live without in the industrial revolution and food being packaged to them with all the GMOs and processed bad cancer stuff? They didn't know. So they just lived. <laughs> but now that I know, I don't want to live without. So shout outs to you elucidator. I appreciate you for asking that question and sharing that little bit of your story with us because that's what this podcast is again. It's your show. It's not mine. It's for us. I do this for all of us. I do this so we can have fun and a place to live and talk together. So if you're in the Discord, which I highly recommend you join the Discord if you're not in there already. It's a great place, great people and everything. This is a place for us to talk. There's already like over 300 members in there. We talk about so much fun stuff and they give me great ideas and great topics. And the Patreon members, we're at 11 now. I love you guys for it. Thank you for being a part of it. Shout out to the new homie Jason for jumping in. It's a good time. And this is a place where you guys can inspire me to do riffs and talk about things. So join the family. It's really easy to use. If you never use Discord, don't trip. It's not anything you need to, but you're missing out. Because trust me when I say, it's one of my favorite places to be. So I love you guys. And I do mean that. I mean it with all my heart. And I hope you're doing well. So no matter where you are in life, no matter what you get into, what you get out of, Your environment is your own. And just be grateful to know that we found each other because of this great thing we call anime. And I will cherish it to my dying day. And I will constantly do more with it every step of the way. 
So thank you for staying a while and listening. Thank you for being a part of the family and having so much fun with me. And make sure you stay hydrated because it's going to get hot. I'll see you guys for the first live podcast on Twitch next week. So you better join the Discord to know when it's going to be. Oh! <laughs> I'll see you guys then, man. Anime Senpai! Out. Out.